Welcome to the show. Happy to have you. I know you'll be back for more. To my regular listeners, I, you know, I already know. I get right into it. And today, I'm going to dive a little deeper into a video that I posted probably a couple months ago at this stage. It was when I want to bring this conversation back, all right? It was when Terrell Owens, he posted, if you're not familiar, he posted a live video about a run-in that he had with a white lady in his neighborhood at his house, which is not too far from where I'm at or where actually where I used to stay at right there in Broward County. He was in a neighborhood. Apparently he was going to his mailbox and there was a run in with him and a white lady. And he decided, he actually decided to make sure it was recorded live, which I'm so, so, so happy that he did. I'm so happy. That's the one thing about social media. That's the one thing about the world we live in now is everything can be captured live and there could be absolutely look it can be proven there's no more it, it it removes the need for all of the he say she say bullshit that we had to deal with before the advent of social media before the advent of technology and things like that so i'm very happy at the fact that he decided to make sure it was live all right so for those of you who haven't seen it or maybe forgot about it. I'll just kind of bring it back. I'll summarize just a bit. All right. So Tio was going to his mailbox and uh, there was a white lady who accused him of speeding. And apparently the white lady and him were going back and forth and the Tio got out of his car, started recording and they were just going back and forth, back and forth. I mean, just cussing each other out, all this kind of shit. And then the cops, the, the authorities had to get involved and things like that. And the main line, the main thing that kind of went viral was the fact that this white lady told T.O., and you could hear it on camera, this white lady told T.O., she said, you're a black guy coming at a white woman. And she said it in a, uh, she was horrified as she said it. She said it as if it was something like it was like it was some weird or it was something that she needed to be afraid of, like for some reason. She needs to be afraid of the fact that it was a black guy coming at her. I mean, the fact that if it was like, what's the difference? If it was a white guy coming at you. If it was a Spanish guy, it was a blue, green, yellow, guy, whatever the fuck it is. I don't know what the hell it is she meant by the fact that why she would even bring up the fact that he was black coming at her. But that proved that that kind of proved T.O.'s point. It proved T.O.'s point to the point where he's been he called her Karen. He all the senseless acts of shooting, all the the unarmed black men who have been killed. I mean, and the blowout from it was crazy. In fact, he even went as far as to say he could have been shot and killed. If you go on social media and you read the comments and you see all of black America are just in an uproar, I can't believe that she would say a black guy coming out of a white woman. It, it basically 
gave it fanned the flames for all of the the things that we've seen over the past three years over the Black Lives Matter, the protests, the civil unrest. It fanned the flames on that. It kind of regurgitated it. And I want to talk to you guys a little bit about why that can be dangerous. And just like I said on my YouTube video, I'm going to preference everything I'm going to say with the fact that as one Crookshank is a black man who has been profiled by every single person he meets, not regardless of race. I've been profiled more by black people than I have by any other race. All right. I've been assaulted by white people. I, I, I have been through it. If you're going to talk race and being profiled and things like that and why this story and why this particular situation have resonated with me so much that I had to do a YouTube video and has to come back and speak about it on a podcast is because as one Crookshank has been profiled on so many different occasions, especially if you're a regular listener, you have heard story after story, you've heard episode after episode about situations that I've dealt with, that I've had to overcome about some of the inner demons that I face every single day and what inspires me to give you this show and then do this show every single day and to put stuff out there every single day that inspires me so much, so much, because it's a topic that I cannot shut up about, all right? And what I talked about, what I, what I really spoke about on the video and what I want to speak to you guys about now is as minorities, and, and again, this goes both ways. I've had people on this very show, I've had white girls on this very show who have been profiled the same way T.O. was profiled, who have been judged the same way T.O. was judged, who have been used and, and, and bitch slapped and, and basically treated like shit the same way T.O. was, regardless of his status, regardless of all the things that he did great, regardless of all the, the fact that he's in the Hall of Fame and all the great accomplishments that he's made as a businessman and as a football player, he was just a nigger. He was just a black guy in a white neighborhood in that moment, all right? And as, as I get forward, as you move forward and you want to support T.O., we got to make sure we're calling it spade a spade. We got to make sure we're holding ourselves accountable because if we don't hold each other accountable, then everything, everything that we want will be ruined. We will make absolutely no progress. All right. So I have to bring this up. I have to bring up the fact that on national TV, if you go on my Instagram, if you go on what I said on YouTube, I brought up the fact that T.O., T.O., Terrell Owens is the same guy that said that Max Kellerman is blacker, is acting more black than Stephen A. Smith. And if, and actually, I'll just actually I'll put the YouTube link on the on the show notes so you can watch the whole video for yourself. But it's ironic to me. It's very ironic to me and very coincidental. I'll say it's very coincidental at the fact that he feels a way about a white lady telling him oh, you're a black guy coming at a white woman. And he is the same guy that went on national TV and told a black guy that somebody white is acting blacker than him. Can we see, can we see the similarities between the way this white woman thinks in terms of making being black a thing and the same way T.O. thinks in terms of making being black a thing the fact that he may be in black a thing when he was talking to Stephen A. Smith is no different. Is no different from the fact that this white lady is making being black a thing. We got to stop making it 
such a thing because when you do that, it creates nothing but confusion. It creates nothing but confusion. It creates stereotypes and it just creates a, a dynamic. It creates something that uh, like, it creates something that doesn't even need to be brought up. It doesn't need to be brought up. That's the problem. Let's focus on the problem. The problem was she felt like T.O. was speeding. Okay, T.O., you're speeding. Please, please slow the fuck down. Or she felt a certain way about him when it comes to the way he is talked about in HOA meetings in his neighborhood or status or whatever the fuck she felt. Him being black had absolutely nothing to do with it. The same way that Stephen A. Smith felt a certain way about Colin Kaepernick and the situation with the workout or whatever they were debating, Stephen A. Smith being black had nothing to fucking do with it. Let me, let me give you a few examples. This is how it, it kind of creates a ripple effect in the way we think as American, all right? As, as American, as people who have grown up in America. And the real problem, if I'm going to be 100% real with you, the real problem is these type of issues, these kinds of conversations never get discussed in school. We never talk about it in school. We give a very brief overview of what slavery was and people are left to kind of go out and do their own research and do your own homework about some of the black people that made a difference. And when you hear black, it becomes just a, okay, I may learn about it, I may not learn about it. It becomes something that's optional to learn about. That's what the school system has created and that's what's created all of the real fucking problems. But if I get started on that, I'm gonna talk about that for a whole hour. I'm gonna talk about that upon hours, upon hours, upon hours. And I will do that to you as a listener, all right? So I'll give you one example. There was a time where I was in, I was in college at Stony Brook University. And I, by the time I got to Stony Brook, I was already in college for three years. So I was a junior and I was on the football team. However, I wasn't eligible to play in any games. I was basically a scout team player and I was kind of forced to look into what my life would look like after football, right? And I was having a conversation with a young 18-year-old. His name was Miles. He was a big, big-time hotshot recruit, very fast. I mean, he was a very, very good player coming out of Cali. You know, he he just had that. He had he had the swagger. I'll call it that. He had the swagger, and he was a great player, right? Young African-American, young black kid. And, you know, he he walked around as if he had no worries, on full scholarship, not having to pay a cent to be at this very prestigious school in New York, all of those things. He had all of the trimmings of the typical, stereotypical, what, what, what most people like to make as that stereotypical black athlete that doesn't appreciate the opportunities that he's been given, all that jazz. They were, he was like a walking stereotype, all right? He really was. I can remember there was a time in which he and I just happened to be in this study, we, we were in study hall together. And there just happened to be a time we were talking to, I wanna say it was one of the academic advisors or something like that. I, I can't remember the, the person we were talking to, but the bottom line, it was a person who was not on the football team and they were, a, it was a white girl. I wanna say it wasn't a black girl. It was, it was definitely not a black girl, right? And the, the, the topic got brought up, hot sauce. Hot sauce got brought up, right? And Miles is there, you know, again, he's this hotshot recruit. He's acting like he can do no wrong. He act, he's acting like he has all the answers, shit like that. And he's talking about how all black people like hot sauce. You know, I, I like hot sauce, this, that, and the third. You know, all black people like hot sauce, this, that, all, all this other, all the stereotypical bullshit, like I said. And I personally am a black man. 
and I can't stand hot sauce. I don't like it. I don't like the wings. I don't like putting it on anything. I hate hot sauce and I am a black guy. All right. And I remember him. He was kind of in that conversation. He was in that mode. And then he asked me, he goes, yo, crunk, you trying to tell me. And this is what he said to me. I'll never forget it. I will never forget it because of the sense and the, the assertiveness and how sure he was that he was right when he made this statement. He goes, yo, crunk, you trying to tell me as a young black man, as a black man, you don't like hot sauce? And I said, that's exactly what I'm telling you. I don't like hot sauce. So I offered some pushback. Now, it wasn't a long, drawn-out argument. It was just something that stuck because I saw his demeanor. And at, back at those times, nobody wanted to listen to what I said because I wasn't making any plays on the field. I wasn't a great athlete. I was just on the team. I wasn't one of the players that, you know, was going to play. And that's back then, that's what gave you validation. I wasn't running around chasing. I didn't have a bunch of girls running around me and shit like that. So nothing I said actually made sense to that type of mindset. So, you know, the, the, the conversation just kind of dead it. All right. Now, fast forward to 10 years later. And I remember I was in plantation. I was in plantation, Florida. And I tried out this new breakfast, this new bagel spot. It was a bagel spot that wasn't far from the gym I was working at. And I went in there for breakfast and I got me a bagel with an omelet and I got it hooked up and shit like that. And I had a white lady who was serving me food and she makes the same assumption. She says, oh, and now keep in mind, before I tell you this, I noticed all the, I was there eating by myself. And I noticed that every time she would give someone food, she would ask them, she would say, hey, do you want hot sauce with that? Do you want hot sauce with that? Do you want hot sauce with that? That's what she would say. Now she came over, served my food. And this is the way she phrased the question. She goes, I bet you want some hot sauce with that. And she did it. You know, she did it thinking that she was doing a great job in customer service. She did it thinking that, oh, you know, I know my customers, all this other shit. She was trying to, you know, up her tip and shit like that. And I took sort of an offense that I was like, no, actually, lady, I don't like hot sauce at all. And then she's like, oh, well, uh, OK, well, and then she just walked away. And, you know, that's why she didn't really get a tip at that point. But uh, the point I'm making is here was this again, just like the T.O. situation. Here was this black guy. It was a black guy in college thinking he knows everything there is to know about the fucking world. And then there's a white lady who has been in the business for years. It's clear, like a middle aged, middle aged to elderly white lady who's telling me or is walking around with the same thoughts that all black men like hot sauce. Tell me, tell me, teammates, do you see the problem? Do you see the problem? The problem is not black and white. The problem is the way we think and the way we are fundamentally set. If you want to see the Ahmaud Arbery's, the Trayvon Martins, the, the senseless acts of, of violence, the young unarmed black men being killed, if you wanna see that stop, if you wanna see an end to that, we got to change the way we fucking think. I had a guest on this show, her name is Sarah Kiba. She runs a company named Angels Watching Over Me. And before I interviewed her, I did a lot of research on the type of work she does. She does a lot of work when it comes to this topic, when it comes to black and white, and especially just being an influential figure in a lot of young ladies' lives. And she does this experiment with all the kids. She, I remember I was watching a YouTube video first, and she does an experiment. She tells a black person to go to a white person, and she says, hey, you touch their skin. 
that she does a white person to go to a black person, touch her skin. That she does black, white person, go to a Latino person, a, Lat uh, a Spanish person, uh, an Asian person, whatever it is, or whatever the race is, go ahead and touch their skin. And then she asks, did you feel any difference with the skin you touch regardless of the color? So why do we make race being a thing? Why do we profile people just based on their race, based on some shit that they can't control? And we, if we don't stop, we don't stop doing it, we're going to just see us become more isolated and isolated and isolated. And you see situations, doesn't matter what T.O. did professionally, doesn't matter what it is, the only thing you're going to see is color, and that's going to dictate your thoughts. Now, me personally, I'll close you out with this. What I've done personally in my life, and this was not planned, this was not planned, all right? And for those of you, actually, I'll, I'll just tell you the story. For those of you who haven't heard it, haven't heard it yet, but in high school, when I was a sophomore in high school, I was physically assaulted by a actual faculty member of the school. Her name is Lee. She was a white lady who draped me up steps, slammed my head against the wall and threw me into the principal's office. To this day, I've always had trust issues with white women, always. So believe me when I tell you, when I saw that video from T.O. and when it comes to everything that I get that he was trying to do, I'm with you 100%. But what I've done is I've, hel I've helped how I've helped to, to help me with those trust issues is I've interacted with countless white women. And I've learned through their stories, much like, you know, the Sarah Akibas and the, you know, as a, as a current teacher, the two learning centers that I've been a part of over this past year, I've had two white women, Emily and Miss Christie, Miss Emily and Miss Christie are the two white ladies that have, have hired me to be teachers at their center. I've made an effort to make sure I don't judge them. I made an effort to make sure I don't allow what some other white lady did to me. I don't allow it the I don't allow that white lady to be the the one that to be the one that represents all white women for me. Because if I did that, guess what? I don't have a job at this learning center. I don't grow in this learning center. I don't come out a year later, or by the time you hear this, it'll be close to a year, probably closer to two years later. I don't come out of this situation and say, you know what? All white women aren't me. All white women aren't bad. All white women aren't looking at a black man and just say, look, I'm out to get him. All white women are not like that. And how do I do that? It's because I learned to grow. And I'm sure, T.O., if you ever listen to this, I'm sure you would agree with everything I'm saying, because if you go on his platform, you see him and white women growing, getting better, showing us black men that there's another side to life and that you don't have to be intimidated just because someone tells you that they're white. You don't have to you don't have to shy away from who you are. But if we're going to go that route, we got to make sure we hold everybody accountable and he needs to be held accountable. And I'm so glad I'm so glad that Stephen A. Smith did hold him accountable when he did make that statement of Max Kellerman being more black than him. But I want to bring it back to light because too often when these things go viral, do we lose sight of the fact that we as black men, we have work to do as well. We're not the victim. All right. And then here, here's the, the bottom line to this entire conversation. And here's what you should take away, especially, especially not limited to, but especially if you're a black man who is listening to me right now and you've been wrong in any way, shape, form, or fashion, ask yourself, do I want to be a victim in life or do I want to be a leader? I know what I want to be. I want to be a leader. I don't want to be a victim. I don't want to be the one walking around, you know, not getting where I am, where I want to be in life and saying, oh, because the white man didn't do this for me. I want to be a leader, not a victim. There's a thin line. 
There's a thin line. And I pray, I pray, I pray that everything that I've laid out to you on this very episode, I pray that it's going to lead you into being a leader because being a victim won't get you shit. Being a victim will get you absolutely nowhere. Even if you have legitimate reasons to call yourself a victim, just being a victim is not going to get you anywhere in life. I can guarantee you that it will get you nowhere. Be a, a leader. Be a leader when you encounter situations like this. All right? Fellow teammates, continue to move swiftly. We will talk more soon. mentioned obviously max is going to get in here and like i said i'm in the streets max almost seems blacker than you Stephen, eh? <laughs> with 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 what Time he with, with he's Time coming Time you know with this commentary Time 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 with all due respect my brother you don't, <laughs> i'm just you, saying dog. wait a minute wait a minute, wait a minute. i'm just I'm a, saying i'm gonna check you right now you don't cross i'm the just line. saying Time 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 Time. wait a minute you don't cross <laughs> the line first of all like i said you holland kaepernick <laughs> eric reed any of y'all that want to debate me in front of black people and talk about what's best for black people, name the time and place, I'll show up. I don't want to hear, what's the definition of blackness? Is there a definitive definition of blackness? Why are you giving the impression that because I don't march lockstep with every single thing that Colin Kaepernick wants. Okay, excuse me. Hold on. Wait, wait, wait a minute. I'm not Hold agreeing with everything that Colin Kaepernick has I, I, done. I'm not saying that, but you said, but okay. you just sat up there and used an expression. More blacker. Excuse me. I'm from Hollis, Queens, New York City. More black. You ain't the you ain't the only you ain't the only brother out there that's in the streets. I'm in the streets every day. I get it. And I'm a, a matter of, so let's be very clear. And you damn well know that's the truth. And so my point to you is this. Again, I'm not going to disrespect you. I'm not going to go that route. But based on just what you just said, this is supposedly Stephen A. and T.O. going at one another. Did you know that I invited Colin Kaepernick to give him this platform for the entire two hours? I said, you can edit the damn show. You can have it live. We can talk wherever you want to talk. The floor is yours. I also gave that invitation to Eric Reed. I know people at other networks that has given Colin Kaepernick that same thing. They disagreed with him to some degree. Are you questioning their blackness too? Come on, man. That, no, there's certain things that's like crossing said, the line. Dude, that's, that, I mean, you're taking it as disrespect. There's no disrespect. There's no disrespect just, to that? No, not a dude. It's tongue in cheek, but at the same time, like I said, like I said, I'm in the streets. Like I said, I hear and what's going I. on. And as I said, like I said, you don't have to agree. I don't totally agree with some of the things that I, as I te as I texted you the other day. He could have articulated to or, or expressed his. One right. I ain't gonna let this go. Yes, you are. You know what? It ain't worth it. Gotta live, baby. Big field is for you, Pippin. What's happening, man? We miss you, y'all. Hey. This TIP, hey. you know. Hey. I like to dedicate this song to anybody who done ever lost hey. somebody. To the grave, hey. to the streets, hey. to the jail hey. cell. I done been in a situation where I had to cope with all three, you know what I'm saying? I feel like the only thing I ain't done yet is die, you know? <laughs> but it ain't how I live while I'm here. It's how I live when I leave, you dig? Life's ups and downs. Hey. Sky, 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 sky. Hey, come back, you know. So when I die, hope 
live in the sky. All my folk who went survive made it live in the sky. Tell God I wanna fly, let me live in the sky. My cousin too ain't have to die right in front of the sun and his wife. He lost his life struggling over a gun. Give a damn what he done, it's my heart, need my foe. Lord, shout to the death regardless, no joke. I can feel my eyes feeling the Lord is my witness. If I catch him, I'm a couple of my maid in my business. Back in the day, you stayed in my business. Taught me I ain't have to incorporate yay in my business. Coincidentally, that's why today you're not with me. My cousin died over some yay and I miss him. Plus, he had his family out. Let's say she the eyewitness. But a boyfriend did the shooting, judge gave a light sentence. I heard that and now I'm dressed up in all black. The whole apartment, he still ain't brought back. The best friend I had in Tramiel, I lost that. Guess your death was a lesson in life. It taught me that. Life's ups and downs, they come and go. Hope well to die, hope to live in the sky. All my folks ain't alive, hope they live in the sky. Pray to God, wanna die, that'll live in the sky. sky. Sick out war with Jay Drew. Found out the hard way. That one powder today with two. Overdose don't die at 22. If you ain't heard about your daughter, she smiled just like you. So cute. Even resorts to violence like you. You know your baby mama loose. Behind, what can you do? And I got for myself. Yeah, it's been a few. Now everything I do is for King Messiah, Deja, Demond. Tell the Lord they all I got. So please don't take them from me. From me standing in the Current and Sir Cal Laughing at the n****s who serve with no sh** Tell them, man, y'all tripping with no mouth Get robbed and that's the bar My b**** ain't no help Me, you, the crew just fell out over dough on the look Never could apologize your dad That's why they say that Life's ups and life's up and comings But when I die, hope I live in the sky All the folks ain't alive, hope they live in the sky Pray to God, when I die, they live in the sky